just going to do this quickly, <clears throat> run through this, but um, uh, part of the vision was, of course, raising the money to fill 200 grocery bags, and we're going to do that in the next week or two and distribute them to our neighbors. And I really believe, you know, be praying about this and, and uh, your involvement in it, whether it be coming and help stocking the bags, we're going to buy all the groceries, they're gonna, we're going to have the bags at each one of the campuses. We're going to do it a little differently at each campus. <clears throat> but I really believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is going to use these uh, bags of groceries. It's just a simple little outreach, but something like that can really change uh, a heart or the mind of an individual and a family. When someone just shows up and says, hey, we just want to bless you. We're praying for you. Have, have, be blessed this Easter and give them a, a beautiful ham and, and all, of, all the dressings for an Easter dinner. <clears throat> and so it's going to be great. Be praying for the impact that it has on changed lives. But then we also went and did uh, uh, several, uh, about nine days of ministry in Mexico with Mark, I, as well as a few others uh, from uh, northern Michigan. And um, let's just show you some pictures. Yeah, yeah, that's where we went. Oh, back one. So, you know, people ask, where in Mexico? So you can see where the border is with Texas, way up there on the top, where it says the big word Mexico is actually just kind of in the middle. The red dot down there is where we were. The top of the red dot is actually Mexico City, which is the largest geographic city in, in the world. It's not the largest population city. Uh, that happens to be Tokyo, which, we go to, which I'm going to in November. By the way, if you want to come with me. <clears throat> uh, so uh, Tokyo is the largest population. It's 35 million people within the Tokyo metroplex. Uh, but Mexico City, I forget the population, it spreads out. This, and as we were flying in at night, we just flew over. Remember the lights? It just went on and on and on and on. It's like you come into Chicago. It's like, oh, look at the lights. You land. But it's like we were flying over lights for forever, you know, until you finally land. It's a massive city. <clears throat> And then we ministered about two hours uh, car ride south of that. Next slide. <clears throat> there we go. So this is the first Sunday in the church that I went to. And, you know, the expression church without walls, which we talk about up in the States, of getting outside of the church and not keeping it within the walls. Man, those Mexicans have it down. <laughs> I went to four churches. No, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four churches. Only one. No, no, keep back there. Uh, uh, only one of them had walls. <laughs> and uh, so this is the first church, dirt floor. Uh, Renee and I went there, Mark, and uh, the rest of the team went to another church and ministered. But actually, this was at the beginning. It ended up getting filled, and they had powerful worship. They had their little girls in dresses with tambourines up doing this Pentecostal dance. It was, it was great. <clears throat> uh, and... Uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit fell. It was really powerful. And you know, it, you know they're not faking when you pray for somebody and they fall down on a dirt floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, this woman was powerfully impacted, set free. Uh, what happened to the church you were at? Yeah, it was uh, similar at the church we had. It was cement floors, but again, uh, no, no walls. And uh, as we were going there, we got there about 11 o'clock. And I was like, man, this, this is great. We, we slept in um, Arturo. Uh, our translator, uh, he took me out for goat tacos for, for breakfast. 
Come to find out, they eat tacos for breakfast and for lunch and for dinner. Every day. Every single day. <laughs> I was like, uh, no mas tortillas, no mas tortillas. Um, and, so we, and, I, and so we get to the, the church about 11 o'clock, and I was like, man, this is, this is great. I, you know, we get to sleep in, eat breakfast, and show up to the church. Like, like well, they've been going for a few hours at this point. We, they just said that we could show up for the last bit of worship oh, really? and then uh, do ministry. And then we ended up taking off, and they were still there still doing yeah, church. And so uh, I, noticed, I noticed two things while I was down there. Uh, one, there is incredible similarity between how we do church and how yeah. they do church, right? Yeah. It is the same Holy Spirit moving. It is the, it, God is doing the same thing, setting people free, you know, just, and there's people just passionate for God, just going after him, getting slain in the spirit, pursuing him, getting set free, you know, it, but it's a, it's a radically different context, right? Yeah. And so no walls, there's one outlet that you can plug your phone into, you know, and yet they got a sweet sound system. They had a sweet sound system at this church, and they had great worship. They were worshiping God, and that's one thing I like about this Mexico, the ministry, Kaleo ministry we teamed with, is that they really share our values, uh, even more so than most other partners, uh, many of the other partners in Harvest Ministries that I know. Uh, uh, this, the Kaleo Ministries, man, we are in tune uh, with this team, and so it was a lot of fun. You can go to the next slide. Um, <clears throat> this is Josh, the leader of the Kaleo ministry. He does a lot of work in Africa, and God uh, moved him, and his focus now is in Mexico, but he continues to work in several nations in Africa. The guy behind him there is Jerry Solis from Three Rivers Celebrate One Church. <clears throat> uh, he came with us, and people from his church are doing child care for us this Sunday. So, it, Oh, Jerry's up there, so give a shout-out to Jerry. <laughs> we love Jerry. I, I don't know who that character is, that Mark guy, and he's one of the youpers that came and helped. But this gate is the gate uh, to the compound that we helped uh, we, uh, raise the money to purchase. Unfortunately, you know, we, saw, we saw people get healed, uh, more healings than I've ever seen in, in, a, in a week, certainly, probably combined into my life more deliverances, incredible breakthrough spiritually, but we didn't quite have enough faith to get three lawyers to sit down together. <laughs> <laughs> so the paperwork couldn't get completed, <clears throat> and so we didn't, couldn't get entrance uh, to the but you, you, next slide. But this is the team praying over. You can actually just see a glimpse of the roof. The existing roof needs to be finished. Uh, this compound, and then to the left of it is a is a 14-unit hotel uh, a place that they want to purchase. They're raising money for that. It's $100,000. Then they'll renovate that. And then to the right of it is another like condo place. It's actually in better condition. All of it's setting empty. It's a great location. But this uh, Arturo, who um, who lives in Mexico, he's Mexican, although he spent many years living in the states, has a master's degree. Uh, in business, and long story, took him back to his home in Mexico because of revival that uh, he's doing there. But he'd been praying for this site for, for years and believed that it was key. And God had just recently told him to, that they were to buy the centerpiece first, that meeting space. And, they, and God, he, remember him telling the story? <clears throat> and he said that that had happened just uh, shortly before. I can't remember the time period, but not long before. Uh, Josh got a hold of him and said, hey, there's this church up in, in Michigan that wants to donate, you know, uh, $25,000 to help us build a training center. 
And so it all fit together. And that's why instead of building a building from scratch, they had been praying and God had told them, no, this is the place. And so it's a really excellent location in the city as well as in Mexico. Yeah, uh, and one of the things I was most excited about, uh, about going down to, to Mexico to, uh, on, on this trip was, um, I think it was last semester, I was in a class, uh, Graham McKegg's class at uh, McKeag. McKeg? <laughs> uh, Graham. Graham's Graham. class. Doc, just call it, him the doctor. The doctor's class. Um, <laughs> and uh, one, one of the things that we learned was that not too long ago, uh, the average Christian was a, was a middle-aged white man. Right? Yeah. But now um, the church is exploding in uh, Africa, in Southeast Asia, and in Latin America. And so uh -huh. I was really excited to get an opportunity right, to come down, to, to go down to, to, to Mexico and just see what God is doing there and seeing how we as a little church, right? I mean, a few hundred people if you yeah. count all of us, right? How we can take our resources... 20, what did we raise? $35,000, which is, 36, yeah. isn't a huge amount of money, no, right? No. And we're able to, to go and partner with the, with the church in Mexico and have an incredible impact, right? Because they've yeah. got amazing resources on the ground. Arturo and Emily, Michael and Jennifer, um, Josh and Olivia, Josh and, Olivia and, and so amazing people. And we have resources that we can come, we can come alongside them and see God just continue to explode in, in Mexico. And we get to be part of it kind of on the ground floor. Yeah. It's really, it was, it was, yeah, it was so powerful because we, we come in and contribute. They're doing the hard work. The, the last church that we went to, I don't have a picture of it, but um, uh, they, they kind of pulled it together the last minute. And I was like, well, you know, I can go if you want. And he said, listen, they have never had, this church is small. They have never had a guest minister, let alone, you know, someone from the States visit their church. And I said, well, I'm in. I'll do it, you know. And the pastor was so overwhelmingly grateful and, uh, and the healings there were just unbelievable. This, this, this one woman who was in, uh, probably in her 60s, it's hard to know the age because they, they all look older because they've lived a hard life. This was poor. This is poverty, okay? We're talking real dirt, poverty, poverty. Not the worst I've seen, but it's, it's a, it was the poorest section of this poor town in the middle of Mexico. <clears throat> this old woman had uh, disabling uh, knee pain for 16 years. And we prayed for her, and the pain went away. And she was walking around, and she just she sat down sobbing with joy. Um, you know, and you just you just know it's real when they're like they're weeping because they 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 they're not hurting anymore. <clears throat> and this uh, little boy that had asthma, and just I you know I was just praying for him in English. I couldn't translate. There was no translator. But I could feel him starting to breathe more easily. And, and by the end, I went on to pray for somebody else. A few, shortly after, he was running in the, around the room, completely healed of, of the asthma. Yeah. <clears throat> There's just lots of lots of testimonies like that. Yeah, Four people got saved. Yeah, there is... Um... The, the, the team in Hohutla has been invited to uh, do ministry in the police station. And so yeah. every two weeks, the, the captain of the police or whatever invites them in. And they come and they do a gospel presentation to the, the police officers and then just pray for healing. And they've seen you know, people with, with back injury, you know, they got injured on the job for years. They've been on, on uh, you know, in a, in a cane or a walker. This guy, his back gets healed. And like that draws the attention of the other police officers, right? And so they come and like, oh, can you pray for me? And they're seeing, uh, you know, blind eyes opened, you yeah. know, and just amazing, amazing things.
things. Yeah, they just they said they decided to pray for the police because the police are uh, targeted and killed and, and harassed and disrespected a lot. So nobody cared about the police, and so they're showing care for them, and it's just opened up a door. They actually, sh we went to the other city, Tasco, and hopped out of the van at the hotel, and there was a cop standing there, which there's cops pretty much everywhere. And so Arturo pulls out his cell phone and said, hey, <clears throat> this is a police officer in Hula. We were just at their, uh, their precinct station a few days ago, and he is, his back was so bad he, he couldn't walk, and we prayed for him got healed. And the guy was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, and he says, can we come to your station and pray for your people? And the guy was like, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> <clears throat> and so they set it up, okay? That was, we got there, I think, on Monday, and it was on Thursday. I went to that one, and it was, a, it was the first time, and there was only about... Uh, uh, 15 or 18 people there uh, and a short gospel presentation we gave them all a bag of rice which they got really excited when they gave them a bag of rice um, and then they prayed for healing and uh, just opened up a door uh, for ministry and they know that when they come back next time to Tasco they're like can we come back oh yeah absolutely come back we'll have more more we'll be ready for you next time as we we're leaving that that station josh says yeah you guys should do this in in the u.s you i'd say well we, we couldn't give him a bag of rice and <laughs> oh, he thought of a barbecue doing like a donuts donuts <laughs> that's highly offensive boom hey no not when they taste bullseye donuts come on <laughs> Well, this is what he said. Yeah, well, he says in the States it wouldn't be illegal. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, this is totally illegal. If they found out we were doing this, we'd be probably kicked out of the country and those cops would lose their job. It's like, really? Wow. So there's a lot of good things are happening. Okay. Uh, this is the, the, church, the fire school <clears throat> that we did. Uh, and this was uh, four, or five, four days of uh, training in our core values. Uh, it was a really powerful school. Uh, clicker. There you go. I love this session. Um, you know, soaking, we kind of take for advantage. Uh, uh, take it for granted. granted. We should take advantage of it, but we normally take it for granted. Granted. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is my interpreter. Mark did a great job doing a teaching on soaking. He really just laid it out really clearly. And they had never heard this before. They'd only heard of striving prayer, you know, warfare prayer. And so then they just did 15, 20 minutes of, of soaking. Instrumental pianists up there. And people are doing it. And people are getting touched, you could just tell. But then this woman here, you see that woman there on her knees? <clears throat> she just cries out. And she cries out, Jesus, <gasps> I see Jesus. And she's, she's like, touch him. He's here in the room. You could see that she was having an open vision of Jesus in the room from something like taking 15 minutes to soak. I'm like, wow, these people were so... And when that happened, like, the level of the Holy Spirit in the room just went <laughs> way up because uh, everybody's expectation uh, increased. And this guy here, I taught on generational curses, which again is a, is a basic teaching that we cover in our healing and restoration, how to be set free from uh, sins that go down through your generations, through your ancestors, and, and the dynamics that that play. And, and this man, everybody was, was touched, and, and, and I really spoke to a lot of people. This man particularly is about, actually probably about my age. 
Yeah, what was just weeping? He said, I've looked for an answer for decades of, of things that have afflicted my family. And he said this through a translator. He says, you gave me the answer. Thank you so much. He just was like, thank you, thank you so much. And he gave me this big bear hug because he was so transformed by what God had done. <clears throat> then we went back. You can jump in if you want. This is the, this is the final thing that we did, the past church planning school. Uh, uh, and this was another church without walls. <laughs> uh, this is their, their main uh, church in, in the Hula region. And these are all pastors from uh, various churches from around the region that came to receive instruction. And it was a powerful... Yeah, there powerful was one form. group from Michoacan. I don't know if you... If on the original slide that Cameron had showing uh, Mexico, Michoacan is a, is a state about seven or eight hours north uh, of where we were. And there's a group of uh, people from a church or a, a group of churches in Michoacan uh, that uh, all 16 of them got into a pickup truck riding through the, through the heat of the, the day. Dakota, not a full-size pickup. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and through the heat of the day to come to, to receive uh, what God had for them there in, in Hohutla. And it was amazing just the, the hunger in, in their hearts, right? So often it's like, man, it's like 35 degrees outside. You know, there's a football game on. I don't know. Do I have to go to church today? Right? Come on. And these guys were just like, we're going to do whatever it takes. And it's like 90-some degrees outside. And they're like, yeah, it was a little warm on the way down. I'm like, oh, was it? You know? And then come to find out it took them like 12 hours to, to get home. Hours. And so just, uh, it was so exciting just to see that, that passion in the people. And then when they all piled into that pickup truck at the end of the day, and it was like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., and they were, they were going to ride all the way home. But they were committed. And they were they're hungry. So there's hungry people. And there's, the hunger looks different here in the U.S., but they're just as hungry. Right? They're just as spiritually dry, spiritually hungry, and we need to be able to reach them. So thank you for sending us to Mexico, and thank you for being a part of of reaching that nation. They were really blessed. This is the whole team. This is the last day we went to this, this building here. It was built in the 1400s in the uh, Spanish conquistador, uh, conquistador Cortez, Hernando Cortez. Actually, that was where he lived uh, <clears throat> in that building. It was an amazing building, a great buffet. They had more than tacos. <laughs> they had lasagna. They had lasagna. All right. We need to move on because it's, it's actually time to end. Um, actually, I want to talk about some of the other things they had at the buffet. Um, <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to... They had the best chicken fingers, man. I was chicken, chicken wings. Chicken wings.